Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. Doing good, man. Got me a big old cup of tea and, uh, man, one of my closest friends and Aww. sitting here in this posh, you know, downtown... <laughs> Houston looking, I, I don't know, we, we, we've kind of decided this place we're staying in has mixed vibes, like... It's like, uh, hardcore divorce, divorce dad energy. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I think you're right. I think I think you're right. It's like, oh, it looks cool, but like, well, I, I don't know. It's just hard to describe. Well, you poke so, around, this is always the case. You go to Airbnb, you poke around a little bit, you see what you see, and like, we, like for example, this morning, I found right. two waffle makers. Right. There two. There were two. There were two waffle makers. Right. There was a round one and a square one, because clearly... His kids like square. His girlfriend's kids like round. And that just made sense to us. <laughs> it was so funny. It tracked with everything. Yeah, it just going. you know it, it's it's interesting. But I tell you, the location and couldn't it really the setup uh, totally it couldn't be better. It's awesome. We were overlooking, uh, man, beautiful downtown Houston, and it is just um, it's been a real treat. So real comfortable. Yeah, yeah it's super. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, look, this is uh, it's it's awesome being here in Houston, especially with you, especially you know since. I live here and you used to live here. I feel like the past and the present are coming together in a yeah. really, really amazing way and uh, <laughs> creating some, uh, some great episodes. Hey, man, you know, do you have any plans for October? I, you know, I was thinking about maybe getting up something, but I, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Uh, yeah. How about the Las Vegas Pipe Show? Ow! Let's go meet up, man. How about we have Las Vegas? Let's, let's go to Las Vegas. Woo! Let's do a pipe show. Let's do some live podcasting and let's yeah. meet some of our best friends. Yeah! That sounds great. <laughs> October 21st to the 23rd, if you hadn't heard, we're going to be there. That's the Las Vegas Pipe Show. This is not a show you're going to want to miss. In many respects, this is a I, – I, I see this from everything that I've heard from the people that I know behind this. This is a pipe show for a new era of pipe smokers. That's mm-hmm. not to say that not everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. But, like, you're going to have some amazing carvers. You're going to have some amazing pipe tobacco. But you're also going to have some amazing members of the the pipe community. Online, YouTubers, podcasters. Yeah, we're Instagram gonna, folks. It's absolutely. really, it's going to be impressive. We're yeah. going to be there. We're actually going to be performing Country Squire Radio Live. You're not going to want to miss it at 5 p.m. that Saturday. So make your plans. Come out to Las Vegas Saturday and Sunday, October 21st to the 23rd. Don't just come for us. I know we, like, have in the past been like, yeah, yeah, just come for us. Like, look, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. The show is fantastic. It's going to be an awesome show. We're just one of many yep. sprinkles that is going to already make this show incredible. So y'all check it out. Uh, we got the details in the show notes for this episode. You're going uh, to want to go ahead and uh, get, your, get your tickets, get your rooms booked, and come out and hang out with us. It'll be one that you will not regret, I guarantee. Agreed. Which you can't always promise when you're going to Vegas. No, that's true. There's a lot of regrets to be had in uh, in Vegas, but, the, but, but the, and and you can regret things that you do while you're there, but it won't be related to this. Pipe that's show. exactly right. right. Yeah, we hope. We God willing. Yeah, I mean Brian Levine is in charge, so he no. is. So it could be a total disaster. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great, dude. I want to uh, share something with you before we get started. So can I can I just like like be real with you about something? Yeah, dude. All right, it's I'm just a- you and me. All right, cool, cool, cool. So you know, I. Over the years, I have tried like so many different things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, when when I started this company with with Pottery and everything, I remember like like pitching ideas to different friends and to you as well, just right. trying to come up with names of it and everything else. And you know, and then like you know, the the first show that Pottery ever did was a show called Hymnology. 
Uh, yeah, if I don't know if you remember that, I think at I do all. remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. It's and been uh, a long time. Yeah. It, it maybe it maybe lasted thirty episodes. It ended up getting purchased. That show got purchased by Did it really. Yeah, like uh, RTS Jackson ended up buying the show. Wow, how about that? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, not not exactly for gangbusters, but they bought. It. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, that's great. Uh, and then like, but other than that, like, like in terms of like, what is the longest running show? that I've done. It's been country square radio. And so like yeah. the great thing is throughout the course of this series, I feel like people have heard me talk about like, you know, we, we tried to launch this company satchel, which was, which was great for the time. And yeah, sure. I always think about listeners who go back and like listen to old episodes and hear me like talking about satchel and everything else. Yeah. And all of a sudden like, Oh, he's not talking about satchel anymore. It's like, oh. <laughs> ah, the company failed, but it was, it was fun. You know, and it was, a, it was a good learning experience. We tried to do sure. some things. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it just didn't make it. Then, you know, uh, last couple of years, I was talking about this play that we were working on and we had this great director and we had this awesome cast and we're trying to make it work here in Houston. And then, uh, that didn't, that didn't pan out. Got and, derailed. Yeah. Yeah. And so like this, I always have this anxiety whenever there's like a new project coming up, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, I know I'm highlighting failures at the moment, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the reality is like, no, there's actually been some pretty big wins. Like we did this, this, like we had uh, uh, several podcasts that we've sold over the Pokemon go podcast. That was a, that was a oh, big that's one right. yeah. back in the day that we sold. And that was really, really awesome. Uh, the, the red flag podcast, which was very Mississippi centric and you know, it's not like I made any money, but you know, I feel like it was a, a nice, yeah, but you and, felt like like it was, you know, uh, a statement piece. No, we were, we were proud of the work a, that we did. With yeah, it. of and, course. And yeah, it was. It was really, you know, I think. I think looking back on it, you know, I've, I've got nothing but happy feelings there. But, yeah, sure. But you know, so like we've got, it's always anxiety-inducing though, because like you don't really think about the wins; you always think about the failures, and and like even like putting out there, like, hey, I'm working on something, seems like, oh, okay, here we go again. Oh, uh, here's the next thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I, you know, y- you can feel that way, but the good thing is your friends don't. Oh, I appreciate. <laughs> you don't know how much that just like like hit me in like a good way, man. I really appreciate. Man, I'm, it. I'm glad. I'm glad because it's true. Yeah, you know, it's it's really true. We get to we we're we're always so eager to see the red lights and and slow to see the green lights. Yeah, you know? no, um, this is this is very true. Yeah. But I you know I do want to share because I'm going to be you know as we get closer to it, there's there's going to be a lot more to share about it. But I've been working on this audio drama. Yeah. As you and I sit here, the pilot script is in production. The treatment is is completed out for for three seasons. These are characters I've been working on for years, and a story that I've I've been working on for years. And I, I'm I'm excited about it, but I'm also extremely nervous about it. And <laughs> I, I feel like you know it's kind of one of those things. Like I, I realize it's at the point now where I need to start talking about it. I need to start letting people yeah, know sure. about it. You know, there'll be a big campaign, and we'll we'll share more information as we get closer. And that sort of thing, but uh, but yeah, I just you know I want to I just want to put it out there, man. It's uh it's 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 a little anxiety inducing. Yeah, and I just I you know. Well, it's something that we're you know we'll be excited to I don't know follow follow it with you and see where it goes and pull the thread and just see where it leads, man. It's it's interesting it's trying to write like uh, pipe smoking into an audio drama. I will say right, that. <laughs> but like like one of the things that you have to kind of capture is like the the sounds of things, right? Yeah, like the sounds seriously. of like tapping the pipe and yeah, and matches being struck and that exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you want to like try to kind of paint an image, and that's the thing, man. We got a lot of pipe smokers in this. <laughs> we do. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. This, oh, that's yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, we look forward to seeing where it goes, man. You never know. Yeah, um, man. But it's uh you know you've had you've had a lot of success um in your ventures and so let's uh let's focus on those yeah that's exactly right man but anyway <laughs> all right like I said I want to just kind of put that out there as we uh, as we dive in because man we are about to get like totally tobacco topic ooh tobacco centric that's right I was gonna well see I was gonna say centric I was like what's another T word that means centric and I couldn't come Toba- up. <laughs> yeah we're hitting uh hitting the mark hitting the t- t- 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a tobacco talk. It's a yeah, tobacco talk, man. Of course, we've been doing this now for years, and um, love the opportunity to you know get together and and talk about what's at the core of our hobby and you know our industry and our love, and that is of course the tobacco itself. Yeah, it's great. We got a couple of good ones today. Yeah, man. Okay, so. That, you know, this is this is wonderful because, you know, back in the day, you know, you would come into or I would come into the shop and, and you would have like all of these different tin tobaccos and bags and yeah, everything yeah. else. And, you know, your own custom blends and everything. It, 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 the, we had no idea this show was going to run for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, but like, you know, because back in the day it was like, oh, here's a tin of tobacco. Here's something from the Country Squire. Right. And like, we'll, we'll kind of pair them up. And then like. Oh, we we kind of kept on going and going and going, and so like throughout the course of this is like, man, is there going to be enough pipe tobacco to keep us going? It's what? like eventually there is, right? But you know, we have to keep <laughs> digging occasionally for things. We're like, what, have we have we done this one yet? Have we? Or have, you know, and we have to dig back into the archives from like you know two twenty. Yeah, just double two thousand fifteen. Make sure we didn't you know not double dipping or something. Yeah, yeah. God knows we've done that before. We but. Do, we have we have. <laughs> so. But I'm looking right now at two tens. And I think, uh, I'm pretty sure, and I mean, I'm seeing one at an angle, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I don't recognize these. I think these are going to be stuff that you're probably not familiar with. The, ne- neither of these are super popular, I guess. They're not, you know, really ones that folks come in the shop uh, seeking out or, you know, they don't sell out off the shelves real fast. But they're two good, solid tobaccos that I've personally been enjoying recently. Yeah, I just thought we'd explore a little bit and give folks an insight, too. These are a couple of tobaccos that maybe you've seen here and there and wondered about, but then gone to another old favorite or something. You know, there's just so many tobaccos on the market, it's hard to smoke them all. And yeah. So, you know, part of the uh, beauty of Country Squire Radio Tobacco Talks is you let me smoke them and then we talk about them <laughs> for it. And then you can decide if you want to go try them or not. Right, so, right, right. So, yeah, I got a couple of good ones today. I'm, I'm excited about this. The first one, it's in a it kind of a, you know, I'm so bad about calling these these biscuit-style tins. You know, no, but little, I think that conjures yeah, the right image. For I, sure. I just, you know, it's, it's you know, the it, actually this is a Sutliff tin because it's made by Sutliff, although it's not a Sutliff brand. Brand. And this is called Distinguished Gentleman, and it's from E. Hoffman Company. You can't, I, no, I know Distinguished Gentleman, the pipe tobacco, but I, I swear yeah. to you, I have never seen a ton of it in my life. Yeah, well, there you go. Wow. There you go. Okay. Uh, Distinguished Gentleman, these are actually E. Hoffman Company. So you're like, oh, that's interesting. E. Hoffman Company, it says Chicago, Illinois, trademark, and all that. These are Ewan Reese's tobaccos yeah so these are ewan reese's branded tobaccos i guess or their proprietary tobaccos or whatever and so the the story behind the brand name e hoffman i I forget the gentleman's first name but mr hoffman was the actual founder of the ewan reese smoke shop and then he was joined if i'm understanding this right i think this is correct he was joined at a later date it's edward hoffman he was joined at a later date by ivan reese and then eventually the name switched over to Reese. And okay. so, yeah. And so it's interesting. So, but, but E Hoffman, that was the original name of, of the founder no of, uh, of, of Ewan Reese there in, uh, in Chicago. So was, so yeah. the name of the shop then was Hoffman? You know, I'm not sure if it was if it was Edward Hoffman and Company or if it was you know Hoffman or I I, I don't know. But it would this, be very prophetic if you named it Reese and then it just ended up. And then, <laughs> right, right. Like, I named this for you. Oh, cool. Yeah, is it so, mine? No, it's mine. But my my understanding <laughs> is it was actually the E Hoffman Company, and then it eventually became E1 Reese. So okay. In in 1857, all the way back then. Wow. So anyway, they they over the years obviously very storied. You know, Pipe Shop, one of the most famous tobacconists uh, in America. Everyone 
always takes a pilgrimage there when they're going to Chicago and they're enjoying a good a good time up there. It's just a kind of a pilgrimage you need to make, especially with the Chicago Pipe Show and all that. Oh yeah. And so, um, but anyway, this after, year was your first time going, right? Uh, no, no, it was not. Is it, not to the Chicago Pipe Show, but when oh. the, yeah, to, to your <laughs> to you, no, I've been there a few times. Okay, all right, yeah, all right, all right. yeah, I think I've been there three times. I think I, it's listening yeah. to that conversation you had with Quinn because Quinn was very starry eyed with throughout like, yeah. all of that, and so yeah. I think like his bright eyedness, I may have been like like you know kind of imparting <laughs> that onto you to some extent. No, that's no, it was it was cool because we got to. You know, it, I got to take Quinn and you know to kind of see it through his eyes that that first go around, and um, it was really special. Yeah, I wasn't but, jealous at all. Yeah, keep um, going. So anyway, uh, <laughs> d- they they have a series of tobaccos, and actually, I think they've kind of whittled it down to two. If okay. I'm remembering right, there used to be more Hoffman tobaccos that were available, and all these have been produced by uh, Sutliff. But the uh, the two that we have now are the Distinguished Gentleman and. Spillman mixture. Okay. Spillman mixture is probably a little more sought after, a little more. Matter of fact, I th- I'm pretty sure we have done the Spillman mixture before on a tobacco talk. But the Distinguished Gentleman, this one, this is a, a fun tobacco. I lo- I'll tell you how I got my hands on this tobacco. So we're up there, you know, we're at Ewan Reese. And this, if, if you ever go to Ewan Reese and you're met by a very tall gentleman who is got a great New York accent and personality. Age range? And is about yeah probably mid fifties to sixty somewhere okay. somewhere in there yep, yep 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 and just you know stellar guy and you're like your accent doesn't match here but like dressed to the nines super professional loud and bombastic yeah I met him <laughs> and uh, he uh, you know great great New York accent yeah uh, that is Douglas Douglas yeah. is uh, you know, one of the employees there at Ewan Reese has been there for years and I mean just awesome guy we posted up there at Ewan Reese for a while when we got there uh, for Chicago this year and had a great time hanging out Douglas took good care of us did he take y'all back to the club um, area took us back to the club got to see that that was really really special where you're kind of out looking over the L train oh yeah you know dark you know wood and you know leather couches everywhere it was really neat but anyway shout out to Douglas for this but I love this because you know we bought this tin of tobacco from from him and he popped it open sitting there enjoying it he's like well you know just to give you a quick story like I am the distinguished gentleman right he said he said he, like Douglas is the distinguished gentleman. Yeah, which is interesting because, uh, like, is, it, did he pose for this photo? He, he well, he, no, but <laughs> I think that's E. Hoffman actually. Okay, because I, 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 it's probably worth re- uh, making mention of this because yeah. in in the actual you know tent itself, the the logo at the very center is a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, no, with that's right. Quite the uh, the the mustache that is uh, mustachioed, mustachioed man yeah. curled up. He's got that <laughs> receding hairline that he is hanging on to that tuff of uh, well groomed hair on top or atop his head as a, as, as as the same as around uh, a thinner gentleman with a bow tie. And, you know, like I said, I, I have met Doug in my uh, ventures to Chicago before. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, like, when you say he is the distinguished gentleman, I look at the gentleman on the on the tent and I, I'm thinking, what's a polite way of saying BS? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly there's a story. No, that's right. So, yeah. Anyway, they Douglas was the guy that kind of uh, this was his brainchild. Basically, it was like, well, let's take these tobaccos and marry them up and see what comes out. And they kind of tinkered with it uh-huh. a little bit. And then this was his blend that, that he enjoyed. And so he was the one that came up with the idea for Distinguished Gentleman. It's so cool. It was really neat because he almost didn't share that with me, but when he did share that with me, I kind of made a big deal about it, and I got him to sign the can. So oh, if no, look, I see that. If you look yeah. on the side of the can, I actually had him sign the can. And, and you had him sign it as the Distinguished Gentleman. As the Distinguished Gentleman. <laughs> and 
then um, I, I, and I love this. Like you know, one of his coworkers was there. I, I forget who it is to be honest with you. And the whole time he was just over there rolling his eyes, like don't get <laughs> like. Don't give Douglas a, any room. I mean, d- d- come on. He's full of hot air enough. You know, like the last thing he needs is one more feather in his cap. You uh-huh. know? It yeah. was just hilarious. And like, so here I had, you know, I, we got a Sharpie and signed it. And he was like, hey, look at this. He's getting me to sign this tin. I've never done this before. And I was like, you know, thinking his poor coworkers will never hear the end of that. This is great. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. But it was really cool. So uh, distinguished gentlemen. Great tobacco. This is an aromatic tobacco that is, you know, pretty straightforward, but very flavorful. I I really enjoy smoking this and I've enjoyed getting to know it It, just as I've kind of worked my way through the tin. It's a burly Cavendish Virginia mixture that they've added some Cyprian Latakia to. And so, you know, you've got just a great all day, every day aromatic tobacco that's been kind of spiced a little bit with this Latakia to give it some depth and some body and some warmth to it that is just really, really pleasing. And it's interesting, you mentioned like, you know, so I think a lot of, especially newer smokers, they hear aromatic, they're going to think of like cherry or some kind of like flavoring type of situation. This, if you get any kind of flavoring in this, it's not, you know, it's more of a subtle vanilla nougat, you know, maybe some cocoa in there. You're not going to pop that open and be like, oh, that's raspberry. No, this, yeah. like, like this, I mean, just from the tin note, I haven't smoked this, although I'm thinking that I may need to. Yeah, uh, it's delicious. Yeah, this yeah. is, uh, this, this, this smells amazing. Yeah, almost kind of like a, a charry kind of like mesquite hmm. type of, yeah. like, uh, if, if there's a tang, it's like a mesquite tang, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but not necessarily in any kind of like, like sweetness that I, that I pick up on, at least yeah. from the tin anyway. Well, it's a, this is a, kind of a classic American aromatic. Yeah. So it's not going to be, you know, th- this is going to be... Pine, maybe? No, I, can, <laughs> Just, I could see that, yeah. though, because it's a, it, it's got like a like a sweet, bready consistency. Okay. You know, it's not yeah. going to be over the top with any one flavor, but you will get kind of that nougat, you know, maybe a little vanilla note there with uh, some probably baking chocolate. Uh, in the background, but it's just, it's very simple aromatic that has the addition of that PD Latakia that's there. And it's, uh, it's just very pleasant, great all day smoke. It's something that, you know, if you are looking for an aromatic, but you're not particularly an aromatic smoker, this is something that'll be interesting to you. It'll make the room smell pleasant, you know, and it burns uh, cool. It's kind of got a, that chopped melange, you know, the, the mixture itself is, pretty diverse as far as the cut of leaves and so you know maybe may take a little bit to, oh it's a beautiful tobacco it's a beautiful tobacco. Say. like you yeah. just like you look at it and you're like oh what's this it's like, just very yeah. yeah very very pretty yeah. so anyway but yeah distinguished gentleman from uh, e hoffman company which is actually a product from ewan reese that's awesome man yeah okay and you, you can actually see the you can get these like we actually now carry this at the country squire and so it's distributed elsewhere but it's one of those tobaccos that you know it's uh that was kind of the origination of it so really really neat. It's tobacco that, you know, if you don't smoke a lot of aromatics, but want to occasionally stick your toe in the water, have something in your pack that's kind of still sweet, but also, you know, complex enough to keep it interesting and all that. I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. You know, we kicked off our Houston episodes, like our series uh, from Houston with a kind of look back at like vintage tin art. Yeah. And like, there's something about this, like the tobacco smells amazing. I look forward to smoking it and like the just, but, but looking strictly at like the branding, the packaging and everything else. All right. So this is my critique of it. The branding screams vintage, Mm -hmm. the packaging, not so much. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And it's kind of, it almost is like, it's, 
it's like it almost like feels like a tobacco out of time for that for the, from that standpoint. It's like an old label on a new can, right? That doesn't really work. Exactly. I would say, but like like yeah. not in a cool way. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't really work. So this is one where the tobacco does the talking. But I mean, like you see that the branding, I feel like the branding meet, matches the tobacco, and the packaging is just kind of an unfortunate reality of the modern era. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? yeah. These tins are not; they don't have the romance of these old-fashioned no. metal cans, yeah. right? So if you saw that label, that you know, really distinguished label on a older metal tin, you know, we had our episode where we discussed some tin exactly, art. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that would be very fitting, but. You know, nowadays it, it makes sense to put tobaccos in these kind of food grade plastic and, and you know, cardboard cans that, that work like this. So, Hey, I want to ask you about one other thing before we move on to the next one. Yeah. And that is, I noticed that around this, there's this like green seal that yeah. has been obviously broken from, I'm assuming you opening up the pipe tobacco and everything. Yeah. What is that? Is that is that unique to this particular tobacco? Do you, you know, think it's I, unique to the shop? It's or? funny. I honestly cannot remember it says eight dollar stamp on it is is what it looks like i don't know not sure i can't remember where that came from we'll throw it out there if y'all know what that might be in reference to or what that is y'all you know especially those of y'all in chicago i don't know if it's an actual tax stamp i I don't because this is the one that you got from chicago i did i got it in chicago i can't imagine that that was but i i could be wrong yeah i honestly cannot remember yeah because i picked that up up there but anyway yeah beautiful can beautiful tobacco and uh man thank you douglas for taking such good care of us when we were up in chicago that was a real yeah, real man. treat and man he's a he's a character if you ever get time post up there and uh up in, at ewan reese and ask for doug and man he'll take he'll take really good care of you dude doug hooked me up when i was i mean this was years ago he probably didn't even remember but i came in there me and briar were there for uh for something we were doing for satchel yeah, back yeah. Back then. oh i remember because yeah. uh briar uh, wound up buying a really nice Savinelli on that trip. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a, uh, it was, it was a lot. It was a fun trip. And uh, and but but going to Aaron Reese was like one of like the big highlights. Of course, yeah. Had nothing to do with why we were there, but I mean it's me and Briar, so of course we're gonna. Oh yeah, up. yeah. No, that's and great. So you know, uh, went up there, met with Doug, and uh, he you know gave us a tour and everything. I think they were in the process of renovating some different parts of it at the time. Okay. Yeah, man, love love that shop, and uh, man, I. Yeah, but let's let's bring this to our meetup. Okay, yeah, we should do that. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm I'm seeing another very handsome uh, tin that we have uh, along alongside it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now that you turn it, I recognize it a little bit more. Yeah. So it, this is actually this is beautiful, and yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about this one too. Although you know it's it's interesting. I, I probably of the two of these like the distinguished gentleman a little better. But right. I wanted to feature another aromatic that I got recently that I've been able to, you know, just kind of work my way through. This is, again, from a very well-known brand, a brand that's very sought after, but one of their maybe lesser sought after tobaccos in their portfolio or whatever. And so today we're talking about Rattree's Buckingham. Um, Buckingham. You know, yeah, it's got the, it's got Buckingham Palace there on the front. This is uh, of the British royal family. Bring bring me, Gerald, Gerald, bring (laughs) Bring me the Rattray's Buckingham pipe tobacco. Gerald. Has there ever been a Gerald that works at Buckingham? There's a Pal- Gerald working at Buckingham right now. He listens to the show. He probably about? does. He probably yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> Man, neat story behind this actual tin as well. I'd never smoked this tobacco before. But in Chicago, for the Chicago Pipe Show, uh, Quinn and I wanted to go to another pipe shop that's in Chicago uh, that's becoming really a force in its own right. Awesome shop. If you ever get to Chicago, be sure to go to Ewan Reese, but also be sure to go to Arlington Pipe and Cigar. Okay. Arlington Pipe and Cigar, they know what they're doing. This is a, a cigar shop that's been purchased by a family that's got just an incredible, incredible team that works there. So obviously they've got 
you know, the cigar business in spades. They, they've got that down. But what they've done, they've really heavily invested in their pipe business and their pipe community. Uh, Amu that works there has done a really good job curating their tobacco selection. You know, she's become a, a blender and, you know, just it does such a good job at selecting the right briars to carry there in the store. They have one of the most beautiful tinned tobacco selections you've ever seen. Like, I'm sure there are pipe stores in the United States that have more tinned tobaccos, but but not many. Yeah. And, and even then, it's not as beautifully curated. Like, they did such a good job with their pipe nook. Uh, in their store is beautiful, but wow. um, I wanted to wanted to purchase a couple things at Arlington Pipe and Cigar uh, while I was there, and so one of the tobaccos that you know I just never tried from the Rattrys portfolio was this Buckingham, and I've really enjoyed it. It's uh it's good. So um, I hand it to Bo. All right, now this one is a much taller can. Actually, you know, I don't personally, you know, in my cellar anyway, I don't I don't have any cans that are really like this tall. Yeah, yeah. So it, when Rattrys does a you know, they have the smaller can that's the coin style, like 1.76 ounce can. Yeah. But then they have a the three and a half ounce can like this. Think and about like a two thirds the size of a soup can. Yeah. In yeah. Terms it's, of height. it's like a like a Campbell's soup can yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's what that's what you're looking at. That's just how historically they've done their larger uh, tobacco cans. And so am I OK to open this? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I always, I always like want to be careful. It's like you, you pop it open like it hadn't been open in like you know, 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been smoking it. It's been great. OK. Now, this one, you know, so in contrast to what we have before, uh, so this one very much you, you pop it open. And from an aromatic standpoint, like. Very much kind of like a, a apricot, cherry. Yeah. Like there's much more of like that sweetness. It's like kind of a little bit of a punch in the face. Something that yeah. the queen would be quite happy to put in a pipe. <laughs> she's sitting in Buckingham Palace. In um, fact, like, here on the Rattrys Buckingham, you'll find that it is a gray, uh, a gray tin with a gold band with a little bit of royal blue. Well, not royal blue, light blue, uh, eggshell blue. To <laughs> And of course, Buckingham Palace is right there. It is oddly centered at the top as opposed to in the center of it, which is driving me a little crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> clearly, it is there because the royals must have it so. Well, that, I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like from a... It's, from, a, it's you, actually a beautiful tin. I, I do mm. I do love Rattery's uh, larger tin size. Oh, no, I yeah. Think the, they're the really, size of it is incredible. Really sure, pretty, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, you know, with just the little gold piping around the edges and... Uh, the blue silhouette of uh, of Buckingham Palace. It's, I don't a, hate the branding. Elegant. I just it's just one of those yeah. things like it just kind of no, caught me how, off guard. How they move that, that you're right. It's not centered at all. So um, you know, it's one of those things that if you're a you know ADHD or you know just need you know what you know, it is. I bet it's so. It this is probably to facilitate being able to put on a smaller tin, like yeah. so that the 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 imagery is. So because if you think about like right there, I'm yeah. kind of holding my finger over the the portion where the the branding ends. It's like <laughs> well, that's about the size of like a. a I don't want to say a normal size ten, but like what more yeah. common size ten. So maybe they would be able to use that in multiple exactly. Yeah, like it's settings. formatted appropriately or something of that nature. But anyway, yeah. no, I mean like you know it is it is a very it's a very handsome ten from that standpoint. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I like the texture of it, like how it has mm-hmm. like the quilted paper around it, which also gives it a sense of. You know, specialness, sense of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, premium. Type it's of, elegant. You know, yeah. you're smoking a premium product. Absolutely. So, yeah, this goes, I think this retails for maybe $22, $23 for the bigger size like this. From uh, TobaccoReviews.com, it's Buckingham combines a mixture of black Cavendish, bright and dark Virginias, and fragrant Burley. Uh, enjoying this blend, you will experience the true promise of hickory nut and bourbon vanilla hitting Ooh. the scent of cinnamon. 
It's interesting, they've got a little note on here that says this is apparently a new incarnation of Peterson's Gold Blend, the recipe which is owned by Kohlhaas. So I, we haven't seen Peterson's Gold in a while, so maybe, uh, you know, if they've taken this and kind of, you know, put it in the Rattrys, you know, lineup of tobaccos and renamed it, who knows? It, you know, that kind of thing does happen quite a bit with different tobaccos, but it's good. It's, it's really good. It's, a, um, you know, they're again a, a Black Cavendish, Virginia Burley. It's a sweet tobacco. It's not a super moist tobacco. It's so it's not a not a syrupy tobacco by any means, but you know has a pronounced sweetness. Uh, you get a nice citrus note uh, certainly on the nose as you're as you're smelling it. But as you're smoking it, it's going to be more centric, I think, towards the vanilla bourbon and. Uh, you get a little bit of uh, hickory, but there's also kind of this cashew flavor that's really interesting. There's a tartness there that comes in a little mm. bit from the citrus element that I think is uh, is fun. So you know, it's not a super sweet tobacco, but it's a it's a good sipping tobacco for all day every day. I've actually smoked this mostly in smaller bold pipes when I just kind of want something for you know a little sweet treat, pick me up kind of thing. Maybe after lunch is a you know kind of a Hey, sitting back down to work, let me uh, give myself a little little pat on the back before I get back hard after it, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. And I've really enjoyed it. So, you know, this is a, a tobacco that I think will age a, a probably a little better than the Distinguished Gentleman just because of how they cased it. It's just a little different. But um, Is that true of anything that has a little bit of a higher casing or a higher sugar factor? Yeah, I think with those heavily cased tobaccos, you know, you're going to have a decreased sense of return on your efforts to to try to age them you know like i i just think you're going to get less and less benefit out of that because in some sense the the casing is acting as kind of a preservative you know of course they do put you know in a lot of these propylene glycol which is very normal food grade product uh you know to help you know preserve some of these things but you're kind of arresting the tobacco's ability to get more complex if you do that Mm. so on a very lightly cased tobacco like this buckingham i think you might see you know a little more benefit of uh, of cellaring but regardless this is a tobacco that's you know good to be cracked open right now and smoked you know again not a superlative like if you're if you're one of those flavor bomb people you know you like cult blood red moon or something like that this right. is you know neither of these tobaccos are probably going to be the ones for you but if you're looking for a good all day everyday smoke that is elegant sophisticated just gives you enough sweetness to kind of keep it interesting while being a nice versatile tobacco for a lot of different situations and a lot of different types of company you know i think either one of these you'll be really really happy with yeah, yeah. all right well man excellent choices I, I really love the fact that we're kind of uh for one thing i'm, I'm you know you're still surprising me i love it like, like oh, I'm still, <laughs> still, i still got some tricks up my sleeve yeah you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm really excited that one of these in particular like that you know something you know we bust them up we talk about it and everything oh yeah it's good oh, yeah, yeah it's, oh that's wonderful and everything else but then every once in a while you bring one i'm like Mm. Gotta try that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta try that. Yeah, that distinguished gentleman, man. I got, I got my eye on that. One. It's That's, really tasty. Yeah. yeah, of the two, it's, it's probably my favorite. I've enjoyed uh, smoking it, and you know, just getting to know Douglas a little bit. It's kind of like, ah, yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm hanging out with my bro when I, uh, when I smoke it. There is something about like <laughs> knowing the people behind the scenes, and you know, the, well. Yeah, there's just there's just something about knowing the people behind the scenes. When when, yeah. you, when you connect with somebody like that, you already you know you already like are enjoying their product, and then you connect with them, you find out they're awesome. That yeah. just like makes it even better. Or if you connect with somebody like ah, oh, this is a, this is an interesting dude, this is a cool dude, and then you like enjoy the product. Like ah, oh, you, 
think it's almost like you like them even more because that's of how, how the, the pipe community works, though. Yeah. Like there are so many people that they make fine pipes and fine tobaccos, but but you you want to support them even more because you just like them as humans, you right, know. And that right, yeah, that's yeah. I think naturally that's a a benefit of a relationship. It makes the pipe community pretty special. Yeah, a lot of great folks in the pipe community. I, there's some there's some great products out there that, are, you know, are, well, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I think we both caught ourselves on this one. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna, you know, I was gonna say there's some great humans behind some products that are good, and there's some products that are good that, you know, they're just humans behind. They're just humans, yeah. yeah, yeah. Humans. And, and so, and and, uh. and you still enjoy those, but maybe not, maybe not quite as much. Oh man, oh man. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. A spill the tea episode of Country Squire Radio. <laughs> You know the funny thing. This is an aside before we jump into our uh, our, our sponsor because we've got some great humans that make a great product that we're we about do. to talk about. But but we'll before sure <laughs> before referencing that, you know one of the great things is like uh, when I've when I've met with listeners and everything. You know when it's completely off the record, I tell them everything. I tell them everything, John David. <laughs> The thing is, it's not that there's that much to tell. Oh, <laughs> or is there? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, no, yeah. it's good stuff though. One of the great things is that yes, we get to like this, and this is really this is such a privilege that every single episode we get to like we have this like pivot moment to talk about a great product that is made by some great people. Like you and I, you know, we were already fans of Missouri Meerschaum before we ever met the folks behind it. But like, like I remember walking away from meeting Phil and just thinking like that is a cool dude. Like, yeah. like, and not just like, oh, like, oh, he's a cool dude. Like, no, like a nice guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. kind of, like the kind of person you want in your corner and the kind of person you want to be in the corner of, yeah. you know, which is even yeah. like, I think even more special, but no, of course our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum, they make some great products. They got some great people behind the scenes. Man, I know. I know. And, and I want to mention uh, Phil's daughter, Shannon too. Shannon, Absolutely. Shannon has actually taken over most of the general manager responsibilities there Man. at the company and that. so it, it's so cool phil's still in the background kind of you know helping out doing some financial stuff he's doing that r&d he's, he's in oh, his r&d doing yeah. r&d which back. means he's just sitting there smoking his corn cob pipe and he gets to call that research and development passing it to the next generation <laughs> but it's been so cool to to get to know shannon and That's work right. with them and it truly is becoming kind of a, a family business yeah. in its own right it's really neat but anyway love the folks there we always love to talk about them and their products and are honored to be talking about uh, again about their Back to Our Roots series, which is a new lineup that they've come out with to kind of honor their rich tradition of offering a really good product at a reasonable price. And so uh, what they've done, they've picked out some of their best-selling shapes and have kind of tweaked them a little bit, installed a, a really attractive, handsome stem and a little nickel garnishment there on the end of the shank. And it's just very handsome. Today, we're talking about the Back to Our Roots Xenon. Uh, the Xenon is uh, their final pipe in the line of the Back to the Roots uh, back to our root series. Uh, it's a sturdy filtered pipe. Feels good in your hand. It has a maple hardwood insert, and it's an apple diplomat shape, which is really nice. But it's a it's one of their hardwood pipes. It's a um, the maple pipe, and so you're going to look at it. It's the only pipe in this lineup that's not actually made of cob, but say made of uh, of the hardwood itself. And so uh, it comes in a straight and a bent variety, and it looks really really handsome with that you know deep you know seductively green stem. It's just uh, just very very beautiful. So um, it's named in honor of the lieutenant governor of what would be the state of Missouri, uh, the Xenon is a pipe ahead of its time. And so uh, anyway, check it out. You can go to corncobpipe.com and our friends at Missouri Meerschaum will pack up one of these beautiful Back to Our Roots pipes and send it right to your front door. Special thanks to our friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. man pipe question of the week coming in from charles guard yes charles writes <laughs> man this comes in from charles who writes in uh, greetings john david and Bo. i'm enjoying the new things that you're doing you always keep it interesting regarding squire select or tobacco reviews not sure where the idea would fall but i'm sure many here also enjoy cigars All right, I think he's offering this up for a tobacco talk or for a Squire Select, not knowing which one this would fall on. Okay. But okay. he said that he's sure that many people would uh, also enjoy cigars. Yeah, we've got a lot of you know cigar guys that um, that listen to the show and pipe guys that smoke occasional cigar and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, is, this is true. All right, so here we go. He says, so John David, after a, uh, that wonderful early Sunday dinner, you sit down with a bowl of your favorite Virginia or whatever, for example. Uh, maybe it's Latakia. A few hours later, you're ready for your favorite brown water and a cigar. Mm. You still remember that wonderful Virginia from earlier. So what cigar should you follow it with or vice versa? Which pipe tobacco to follow that afternoon cigar? So this is interesting. He's actually kind of pre presenting this with if you were to essentially pair a pipe tobacco with a cigar 
hmm, what would you do? And specifically with a, a you know a good quality Virginia tobacco. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I, well, you could look at this a few ways because pipe tobaccos and cigar leaf are very different. You know, and so when you smoke one thing, you're going to kind of put in leave an imprint on your palate that you know may not be recoverable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, no, I know though, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I smoke a if I smoke a really right. uh, n- a nice cigar and I'm really enjoying it, like you know, and, I, and then I follow it up with a pipe bowl after that. Yeah, chances are I'm not going to experience that pipe tobacco. Maybe certainly not the same way I would otherwise. Exactly. But also, like maybe not the way it was intended to be. You know, it's just you're just not tasting something on a clean palate. Right. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I, I, so I guess I I tend to. Um, if I'm ever following up a pipe bowl with a cigar, it tends to not be a cigar I'm super excited about. You're not going to spend a lot of money on whatever that follow-up product is. Yeah, no, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it, the 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 real, you know, the first thing you consume that day, the first thing you smoke that day, that's going to be the one that you're really, okay, let me make sure my palate's clean. And, not, you know, the, the, the next one is going to be a cigar like, oh, I've smoked one of these before. Or, oh, I'm not that worried about it. Or, you know, I, this is, or maybe it's a flavored cigar or something that I don't smoke very often, but I still want to smoke something, but I'm just not as, you know, if I've got a, you know, $35 Arturo Fuente, God of Fire, you know, I'm not going to smoke that after I've smoked four bowls of, there again, Cult Blood Red Moon or whatever, you, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, you're just yeah. not, you're not going to do that. So, um, this is a tricky ask. Yeah. So I, I don't really, honestly, don't really know how to respond other than saying, you know, one of my- Swisher Sweet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Delicious. Um, one of my, you know, favorite cigars to go uh, with a, you know, either a good cup of coffee or a good a good whiskey or something, you know, full belly after a meal uh, is a Padron. I love a Padron uh, 19 64 uh, in a natural wrapper, and really any of the sizes, just pick your size. They're yeah. all great. Padrones are, of course, Nicaraguan, some of the you know finest cigars you can find uh, in America on the shelf. They have a soft box press that, to me, is very, very appealing. Okay, I now love... you explain this to me as part of our finer things, and I know yeah. box press by name. Remind me. Yeah, so they've actually mean? taken the cigar and put them in some type of... Typically, when they box press them, they put them in... A, a box of all the cigars are together inside right. this box and then as it's pressed uh, it forms into a kind of a cube that's what shapes shape. it into that square into a squared off shapes it's been put in a you know what's essentially a mold and kind of mushed into this shape and so some are very very hard box presses and so they have these real defined edges real hard creases you know where uh, you can see that the um you know it was just pressed very hard or for a very long time yep. some like the padrones have these soft box presses where it's just you can tell that it's just kind of taking the form of a rectangle but you know the it's it's just a little you know, a little softer around the edges. And so the, the creases on the corners aren't quite as hard and that type of thing. So, uh, Padron's kind of major in that. And they also tend to be kind of loosely, loosely rolled and which, which some people, some people drives them crazy for me. I really enjoy it because it's just a good, um, effortless sipping cigar. Mm. You know, it's, I get in that mindset when I'm smoking a cigar of like, I don't want to do anything, but just taste this delicious stick, you know? And, um, (laughs) and so when you're, when you're, you know, it's different from a pipe with a pipe, you're, you know, it's part of the experience is the tinkering with it. And that's, you know, what's fun. But with the cigar, a lot of times you just want something that's effortless and, and, and Padrones are really good at that. I like their natural wrapper because it has plenty of spice in its own right the Nicaraguan, you know, wrapper, but it, 
you know, the Maduro, it's, it's almost, to me, almost too spicy. It's almost too powerful. I, I think the natural one provides plenty of, uh, you know, strength and complexity while, you know, still being uh, uh, palatable. So, so anyway, I, you know, that would be, if I had to smoke a cigar after a, you know, Sunday dinner, that would be the one. You know, maybe after that, if I needed to smoke a pipe, I'd follow it up with something probably soft and creamy. You know, maybe not after the cigar like that. Maybe, maybe not a Virginia in that moment. Maybe um, one of, you know, my favorite English aromatic blend. A distinguished gentleman actually would be a great tobacco to follow up with that. Or, um, you know, our own uh, Northwest Trek at the shop or uh, something of that nature. So, oh, Well, there you go. Yep. Man, Charles, great question. You, yeah. You, you put a challenge out there and great job, John David. You rose to the challenge. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's well done. Hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with the squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. These are coming in from Jeremy. He says, hey, Bo and John David, for me, there's nothing quite like finding that perfect new pipe, whether it's the first, fourth or 40th. I <laughs> deliberate and choose each one specifically for a reason. All right. So basically, I'm going to kind of uh, 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 set this up. Basically, what he is about to do yeah. is over the next few episodes, Jeremy has laid out a bunch of different options for us to essentially craft our perfect pipe. Okay. Okay. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Which is interesting because like this has to kind of build on each other. Like immediately you think of like one or the other. And, and I do kind of feel like, you know, you, in the moment you might choose one thing, but you don't know if like that's going to mix with what you say next. And yeah, sort of sure. Yeah. So, um, Cause it's almost like a game of telephone or like a, you know, you're flipping these switches, but the next switch is going to depend on the switch you flip this time. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. I'm right. tracking. Yep. Are, you, are you ready for this? I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is, we're going to start it this week. We're going to continue on for the next, I think two weeks. And okay. We'll, we'll have this uh, t- together. All right. First artisan or manufactured? Uh, artisan. Yeah. I, you know, if I had to pick one uh, between the two, yeah. An artisan pipe. I mean, I mean, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, like we, there's some great manufacturers out there that make some really quality pipes. I, I have, I mean, a lot of my pipes, most of, I guess my pipes, well, actually at this point it's probably half and half, like half, at least half my pipes are, are, man, are from manufacturer versus yeah. an artisan pipe. But yeah, sure. Yeah. If you're going to choose between the two, of course you gotta go artisan. Yeah. Uh, name brand or I'm feeling lucky. Uh, you know, I'm feeling lucky. You do do that too. Yeah, you'll I, like you'll Insta shop. You'll go on Instagram and you'll yeah. spend a couple hundred bucks on pipes that you have no business spending. That I, kind of you, money you're on. you're correct. You are you are correct. That my kids are at home starving. You know, and I'm surrounded by these like gold plated pipes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think Nina just took control of my 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 brain. Just I know, right? Are you, did you mind uh, meld yeah, with that. her? Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I'd have to go with I'm feeling lucky. I obviously have you know my favorite brands and my favorite uh, artisans, but. Right. Um, but yeah, they, I don't, I don't want to discriminate. I mean, yeah. it, you know, any of them could be good. So, all right, this one's where it's going to get tricky, smooth or rusticated slash blasted. Yeah. I'll, I'll, mm, if it's perfect, my perfect new pipe, I'd go with smooth. Yeah. <sighs> I'm supposed to say smooth. That's what the classy knowledgeable person does. If no, you're about it's a not. Perfect pipe. No, I mean like, but no, if you've got like perfect, perfect briar, then that's what people you know that like like why would you rusticate it? Why would you blast it? Well, I mean, you can actually like expose some pretty amazing grain in, in the process of doing. Of that. course, yeah. Some I, people that's what they prefer. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the rusticated blasted. I mean, I've got some beautifully okay. smooth pipes. Here's the other thing: smooth pipes intimidate me. 
Is it because you think you'll mess them up? Yes. Yeah. This morning, when I was coming to record, I, I was getting, you know, bringing breakfast and everything else. I was pulling up to the curb in my brand new Mini Coupe, the Bowmobile, the as bo- we call it. The Bowmobile. Yeah, it looked like money. It, I was pulling <laughs> up, and I did the thing where I got a little bit too close to the curb, and I heard a scrape, and I freaked out. <laughs> Now, it was just the tire, <laughs> but even still, I was like, I literally, John David, I was considering getting a cloth and wiping the side of it. <laughs> oh, Bo. Like, they should have never given me money. What are we going to do with you? I know. I can't have nice things. I can't have nice I things. I can't have nice things. <laughs> That's funny. So, there is something to that where I do kind of feel like I'm going to scratch it if it's smooth. But yeah, yeah so I, I go rusticated or blast. Okay. Uh, dark color finish or light color finish? Light color. I, you know, if it's if it's exquisite grain, I want to yeah. see it. Yeah. I yeah same. I mean, I like a good not not too light. Like I, I but definitely not too dark. Medium maybe. Yeah. yeah a medium. Well, and you know, if you've got a sandblasted pipe, it you know the the color of the finish maybe not quite as important to you. I, I don't know. You can. Well, go you know, there. some people will like coat like a blasted pipe and it looks like just black with all the, you know. Yeah, uh, little gnarly bits on yeah. there. Yeah. But then you've got those like those like those beautiful like kind of red wood, you know, kind of coating on a rusticated pipe mm-hmm. that looks like really handsome. Well, where the stain uh, really, you know, goes well with the sandblast. A lot of times if it, if the stain is done right on the exterior of a sandblasted pipe, mm-hmm. not only can you see the ring grain, and when I say ring grain, I'm talking about the 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 wavy ridges that pop up on the side of a sandblasted pipe. But you can also, at some point, the, if the stain is done really, really well, a lot of times you can see the straight grain as well yeah, behind yeah. See, that. that's, yes. And that's, yeah, and that's, man, that's if you really get a cool. sandblasted pipe that can somehow exhibit and show off both of those types of grain, yeah. that carver's made some kind of deal with the devil, you know? <laughs> I mean, because they're just, they're beautiful. They're really lovely. They're hard to really find, lovely. man, but that's, that's, that's yeah. real pretty stuff. Yeah. Man, uh, Jeremy, great question. Uh, and uh, we'll be continuing on this series for the next couple episodes. Thank you for those. Hey, if you've got quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. We got some listener feedback from Alex. Uh, he's a new listener. Man, he's been sending a ton of feedback, and so it's yeah. hard to choose like one on which one to go with. But uh, really, really uh, glad to uh, to feature this one this week. Alex writes in and says, John, David, and Bo, it's my pleasure to be part of the Country Squire Radio Pipecast as a Patreon Club Pipes member on the Pilgrim level. Been an avid pipe smoker and DJ for years. Always oh, cool. loved your live videos and podcasts from 2013. Uh, through present day, John David is a wealth of information in pipes and tobacco, and I plan on doing business with and Bo's incredible mind and charismatic personality is something I've rarely seen before, which fits in perfectly with everything about pipe smoking. Love the uh, smoking competitions. Anyway, ba- best of luck, and let's keep your legend going for a long time to come. Sincerely, <laughs> Alex Merzoff. I, th- I guess. I think yeah. that's right. Alex Merzoff. <laughs> pipe smoking pilgrim. From from the PA area, man. Oh man, but Alex, thank you so much. That really kind words, man. And anytime we hear this kind of stuff, it, it it sincerely is encouraging to us. So we're glad you've enjoyed our show and been a part of our family and and supported us. And um, man, here's to here's to a long time to come. You know, Alex references the YouTube videos, and and he's not alone. A lot of folks will like find those old YouTube videos know, and not realize that we haven't done them in years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and and then also folks, you know, that that just aren't podcast centric assumed we stopped doing the podcast because they don't see YouTube. Videos. Right, right, right. And it's like, no, we've been doing it for 
years now. Well, which is part of the reason why I, I do occasionally jump on the YouTube channel and do yeah. a kind of live chat and everything. Be like, no, we're still doing it. Let no, me tell you. Let me tell you about this. You know, we're a podcast first. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, we did have fun back in the day doing putting out weekly uh, YouTube videos and record, of course recording live where folks could join in. That was a that was a very that was a fun season. That was a special time. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting kind of thinking about and you know there'll be a time for us to kind of like do some some reflection over the eras of Country Squire Radio to be sure. And it's probably not in like the last like two minutes of this episode. But, <laughs> but I mean, like it is interesting kind of thinking back because that there's been so many different eras of Country Squire Radio and that live YouTube era really had a unique energy to it. It did. Uh, because, it's and, a lot of fun. And there was two different times of that because we did the morning shows and then we did the evening shows and it was two different audiences, although some people were able to, to you know, make it worth both, both ways. But like that's just it was just different. And then we went into kind of like the dark ages where we, we were over Zoom and now we're kind of in this like like this neo renaissance kind of moment <laughs> where we're kind of finding, you know, we, we found this kind of new way of creating content that like has that energy level. It's different. Yeah. Because it's back to back to back to back as opposed to like on a weekly with a live audience. But it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's just. It's been, it's been fun to see evolve. It's it's been it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> anyway, all right, Alex, man, thank you so much for this feedback. Hey, if y'all have got some thoughts for the show, send them in. Head over to CountrySquireRadio.com. You can find all of our contact information there. And uh, yeah, man, tobacco talk, Ratchries and distinguished gentlemen from E Hoffman. From E Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> staring at it, man. It's so delicious. Good. All right. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.